Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 183 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. It's so much going on this episode. It's so much beef. It's so much tension. It's, it, it's just so much to talk about. I had to name the title of this episode, Ether. That, that make your soul burn slow. Let's get. I, I'm, I'm not even gonna hold this up. Let's just get right into it. I wake up today, and I see Twitter burning down. I'm like, what's going on? We got Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher alongside Deion Sanders. I, it's it's so much going on. I said, what the hell is happening? I had to read into it. Had to read into it. Nick Saban out here, out here trying to drop dimes on people. Out here dry snitching. We don't know if it's true. He out here trying to drop dimes. Wow. Not Nick Saban. No. Not Nick Saban. Not like this. Not this way. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to read a little bit of this article here. To inform you on what Nick Saban has said about the NIL. So the NIL, the name, image, likeness, this is uh, went into effect last year to get the players paid. We talked about this before, and we talked about it when it happened, and I was so happy that it happened. The players can finally get paid for their name, image, and likeness. And, you know, it, it, it's only a, a, a drop in the bucket Compared to what these coaches and these um, universities makes make off the backs of these players, these universities and these coaches make so much money off of these players, and they try to treat them that like they're not human beings, and, and try to treat them as if they are so expendable, or as if that the only reason that they are being looked at for deals is because of the school they go to. They. In Nick Saban's mind and a lot of these big coaches' minds, without Alabama, these players wouldn't get NIL deals. Without, without this institution, you wouldn't be getting paid what you're getting paid. These 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 sponsors wouldn't want you. Twitch wouldn't want you. Chick Fil A wouldn't want you. Ford wouldn't want you. These these companies wouldn't want you. But these companies aren't going to Nick Saban and asking him, "Hey, can I talk to your player about this?" Can I get no 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 no? They're going to the player, not because they're at Alabama, not because they're at your institution, no, because of who they are. Clearly, they bring something more to the to the table than just football. Clearly, they are more valuable to their company than you think they are. Not just because they wear that Alabama. When they go to these things, when they go to these events or the, these shoots, or when they're signing these deals. They're not signing these deals wearing the Alabama uh, road tie. They're not in their uniform when they're signing these deals. No. 
They are on their uni- wearing their uniforms while they're on Twitch streams. No. A lot of these guys have big social media following and girls across all sports. This isn't just a football thing. This is a collegiate sports thing. A lot of these men and women have big followings before they even step foot on your campus. They get popular in high school. They get popular before they even sign on to your school. Their decision days are more popular than whatever the hell else they got going on. So they bring that in in the age of social media. They're bringing all their popularity to wherever your school is. Now they're bringing on more fans to you. So these companies are looking at them before they even sign on. Before they even play a snap for their school. They already know who they are. So once they get there, it's like, oh yeah, let's now let's pull the trigger on it. Now we can pay you. Come on, man, let's be real here. People hating. People are hating. Those days are over, man. Those days are over. The lo- the days of the college athlete not getting being able to reap the benefits of their likeness and their name, they're gone. It's over. And nobody cares about the old days. I hate when these former college players or coaches, they're just hating, bro. They're hating. They're hating. Yeah. During your heyday, this wasn't a thing. We know that. And if if anybody ever offered you something you got caught, we know the repercussions of that. We know how these boosters move. You guys don't have to convince me. You don't have to convince us. We understand that. But today is a new day. The thing about the old days, they the old days. They're gone. It's over. Stop hating on these kids. Oh, there needs to be regulations. Why? For what? Anybody regulating your contracts? Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. I'm not I'm not saying that he's the only coach that has a problem with the way things are going. We talked about this before. But right now, you look at his contract breakdown. Let me find it. Let me go back and pull it up. In 2023, Nick Saban will become the first NCAA head coach to reach $10 million in annual recurring compensation. 9.5, 9.9, 10.3, 10.7, 11.1, 10.7, 11.1, 11.5. His contract is worth $84.8 million. Nick Saban making more than NFL players right now. Nick Saban... Almost got the same deal as Jair Alexander. And he got a problem with the kids getting paid? Come on, coach. Come on, coach. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What is happening? What is what is actually happening? So, let me go read what Mr. Saban had to say. He says... He singled out. He called out Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. He said they're buying a top-ranked uh, signing class and threw a spotlight on the unintended effect of name, image, and likeness rights on recruiting during an event with uh, local business leaders Wednesday night in Birmingham. He says, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year, Saban told the audience. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. Saban said Alabama players made $3 million doing it, quote-unquote, doing it the right way last year, and that only 25 players were able to leverage NIL deals, opportunities. He isn't the first coach to call out the Aggies by name. In February, Ole Miss coach Lane 
Kiffin quipped Texas A&M was going on uh, going to incur a luxury tax in how much they paid for their signing class. That prompted a stern response from Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher, a former Saban assistant, during his signing day news conference the following day, this was back in February. When he said that coaches spreading rumors about the deals promised to recruits were clown acts and irresponsible as hell. The problem with NIL, Saban said on Wednesday, is coaches trying to create an advantage for themselves. Saban said coaches know how much money is available from their school's collective, a group program supporters of supporters who pool their resources to offer deals to athletes and how much he can promise every player. That's not what it's supposed to be, he said. That's what it's become, and that's the problem in college athletics right now. Now, every player is saying, well, what am I going to get? Saban said, people blame the NCAA, but in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are because of the litigation. Last summer, the Supreme Court upheld a lower court ruling that said limiting education-related benefits violated a uh, antitrust laws. In the wake of that decision, the NCAA adopted rules that were far less restrictive, including allowing athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. NCAA rules prohibited school or its employees from paying athletes directly for their NIL rights. If the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules saving said just like alabama uh baseball coach notes nate oates said we have a rule right now that says you cannot use name image likeness to entice a player to come to your school hell read about it in the paper i mean jackson state paid a guy one million dollars last year that was really a good d1 uh player to come to their school it was in the paper and they bragged about it nobody did anything about it i mean these guys at miami that are going to play basketball there for four hundred thousand dollars it's in the newspaper the guys tell you how he's doing it the jackson state player uh saban was referring to was uh travis hunter a five-star prospect who flipped his commitment from florida state and signed with the hbcu program during the early signing period in december jackson state coach deon sanders denied the rumor that hunter had been offered more than one million dollars sanders responded strongly to uh Saban's comments Wednesday night by tweeting you best believe I will be uh ad- address the lie coach Saban told tomorrow I was I was awakened by my son that sent me the article saying stating that we paid Travis Hunter Jr. a million to play at uh Jackson State we as a people don't have to pay our people to play with our people Saban's comments on the Miami Referred to former Kansas State men's basketball player uh, Nigel Pack, who transferred to the Hurricanes in April shortly after it was announced that he signed a two-year, four hundred thousand dollars, uh, four hundred thousand dollar NIL deal with Florida-based health tech company Life Wallet. Saban said he has told players that they will all get the same opportunities from uh, Alabama's collective, but made the distinction: you can go earn however much you want. I tell recruits the same thing: our job is not to buy you to come to school here. He said. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of things unpack here. One, we know boosters have been around for years. We know that they can be involved in recruiting, right? We know how recruitment goes. If you, if you just look at recruiting itself, what are you doing? You're selling a product. What is the product that you're selling? You're selling a program. You're selling an institution. You're selling 
a school. As a recruiter, as a head coach, you are a salesman. You go to these young, uh, these athletes' homes. You go to these young men's homes. You go to their, their high school games. You go to the, you even go to their high school basketball games. You go to their games. You go to their homes and you support them. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me. And you try to persuade them to come to your school. You have to go sell. How can I make this school seem so much better than everyone else? Okay, here's, here's what I can do. We got fancier dorms. We got fancier facilities. We got the top of the state of our facilities. We got TVs in the locker rooms. We got game rooms. Food, we got good food here. Best turf field you can ever play on. Oh, you want free gear? You got free gear. You want the best cleats in the world? You got them. You're selling that. And they have to buy into it. So don't sit here and act like this isn't just a part of the game. If I sit down with a recruiter or a coach and he tells me, not only am I going to be able to come play football at one of the best schools in the country, oh, I got connections with this company. I got connections with this company. We can get you so much NIL money if you come here. What am I going to say to that? No? I'm going to turn that down? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's all a part of the game, man. It's all a part of the game. I'm not going to sit here and act like this isn't new. And Saban, come on, dog. Come on, we already know what you're about. We are no, you're known for the, the horses that you have in your backfield. We know about the championships, man. We've seen the, the, the last couple of years, the, the quarterbacks you produce, the Mac Jones, the, the, the Jalen Hurts, the tour. Come on, we know this, bro. We know this. We see it year in, year out. You're in the Final Four down there every year. We get that. We get that. You were second in behind A&M, and you got a little offended. You got a little offended. You got offended. So in, 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 in getting offended, in being in your feelings, what do you do? Oh, yeah, I'm going to throw somebody else under the bus. I'm going to throw some shade at an HBCU program that's literally being built from the ground up. Deion Sanders took that thing at Jackson State, turned it all the way around, made it one of the hottest commodities in the country, and you mad about it. You mad about it. Come on. We talked about how the HBCU rose and fell back in the day. They hate that the renaissance is happening now. One of the best uh, players in the country said, no, nah, I'm not going to go to FSU. Nah, I'm going to go to HBCU. They hated that. They hated that. So you had to throw that out there. You had to throw some mud on that. That's nasty work right there. This young man had to come out on Twitter and say, how the hell I get a million dollars? And my mom's still living in the house with five other kids. Come on, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? So Jimbo Fisher came back immediately. Called press conference after. It was what, 10 o'clock this morning? Media availability. Got straight to it. He say, basically, in short. Hold on, can I play a clip? I'll, turn, I'll have to uh, turn it up. Let me see. That's not the clip. Hold on, people. It's coming. And then I'll... Um, I'll have to just raise the level. Here it is. Last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. 
it's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame. You've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. I know him really well. It's amazing we're allowed to do those things it's really despicable and i and i hate it for our players who are coming here who did things the right way have done things the right way and will continue to do things the right way i apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it and our fans i, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about texas a&m i promise you this there are no there are no violations there are nothing wrong it's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout throw a fit and act up just go ask all the people who work for him you know exactly what he's about i always said this my dad always told me this when people show you who they are believe them He's showing you who he is. Questions? Come on, man. <clears throat> Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. A message right there. A message right there. For you to, for, for, for Saban to come out and say all this stuff, it, it, it makes me think, A, you've been doing wrong, and you're projecting on other people. B, you're just mad. You're hating. You're hating. You're a hater. And that's not okay. That's not okay. You can't you, you at your Jurassic age, this 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 how you moving, you can't move like that, Nick. You can't move like that. You cannot move like that. It's nasty, bro. Nasty work. Nasty work. Nasty work. But I've said this. I I mean I knew I knew this would happen. And it it, it just it, it's crazy. To me, that these coaches who have been making so much money all these years have so many problems with player freedom. Not even just NIL deals, even a transfer portal they have problems with. They they just do not like these kids, these young men, to have options or to have power over themselves. They want all of the power. They want all of the power. But when these kids are looking at what the pro guys are doing, guys are knowing their worth. They're holding out. They're requesting trades. They telling the media, they're telling the, the uh, organizations exactly how much money they want, and they're getting it. 
All right, you're not going to give it to me? Fine. I'll go somewhere else and get it. If I'm watching that as a college player, and I know I'm one of the best at what I do, whatever position it is, and I'm at a school, I'm making all this money through NIL deals, do you think I really give a damn what a coach has to say about my business off of that field? No. 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 And I always have said about the NIL deals, what about the kids who aren't going to the league that want to just make money on Twitch? Because a lot of these, most of it, you know, they're not, a lot of guys aren't seeing these big mega companies swoon in and, and, and pay them. But a simple Twitch stream? Come on, man. These guys can go into so many different avenues outside of football if they don't want to continue that playing this game as a pro. And what I really think it is is even not even just coaches, even you know older players that you know retired, you know have already their time has passed, or pro players now looking at these kids, or it's like, are you playing? Who are you playing for? Right. They always talk about team and tradition and, and the university playing for the program. But at the end of the day, if I were to get hurt today, you would replace me tomorrow. If I don't have anything to fall back on, I'm cooked. So, yeah, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to sign these NIL deals. I'm going to make this money. Because it could go, it could all, my, my, my football career could all go away. But if I get into this business and I start making this money this way, and I figure out how to make my money go that way, and how, I figure out how to make that money go up this way, and that way, and this way, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Like a simple tweet during a draft was like, not enough guys crying at NIL money, but what? You hating. That's hate right there. Yeah. Making it to the league, busting your ass for 18 plus years and just making it to the NFL. That's when you get your reward? Nah. No, 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 no. I've been doing this 7, 16, you know, I've been playing football, peewee football since I was five. I go to high school. I'm a star there. And I get to the big show. I get to the NCAA. And these guys want me to go all out for a couple years before I can go make a dime doing what I do? Nah. Pay me for being me. While I'm here, and then when I get to the league, I'm going to make even more money. Point blank, period, man. Any coach that has come out and spoken out against anything that's going on NIL related is a hater. And they want all of the power. But, like I said about the transfer portal, okay. They get mad when students... These student athletes want to transfer to a different school to get better opportunities. But they can quit... Or they can go interview for a, a different school job. They can go to a bigger school. Or they can go to the pros. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna leave, um, I'm gonna leave the school and I'm gonna go try to make it in the pros. Or I'm gonna leave this school, I'm gonna go to a different school, and nobody bats an eye. Oh, I want more money at this school. 
Cause more, it's always about money. You're not gonna sit here and convince me. Oh, this program, program, the the universe, it just feels like home. No, 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 no. It felt like home when they threw that big eighty five million dollar contract at you. Anywhere I feel like home if you throw eighty five million dollars at me. I feel out to what? I go to what? Eighty five M's. Where you want me to coach at? Chattanooga. What? What? You want me to go to the middle of Mississippi? You want me to go to Idaho? You want me to go to Utah? You want me to go to Alabama? It's hot down there? Where you want me to go? I'll go anywhere for 85 M's. Are you willing to relocate? Absolutely. So you're not going to sit here and tell me that it's not hate. Because it is. And shout out to Jimbo for for shooting back. And I'm sure there's a lot of truth in what he's saying. I mean, hell. I mean, what if you can go dig some some stuff up about Saban? Which I'm probably sure you can. Then how will that make him look? I'm I'm I mean, look, man, I'm I'm just glad the guys aren't holding their tongues about stuff like this because you you, you can't not defend yourself and it, 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 it things some things do need to be said publicly, bro. Some things need to be said, and shout out to Jimbo Fisher for holding it down for Texas A and M. And you know, I can't wait to see how Deion Sanders reacts to what was you know the allegation made against Jackson State. Come on, man, you hating? You hating? Um, let's see, let's see. Where to next? Where to next? So <clears throat> this hasn't been talked about enough for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but DSU, Delaware State University, is an uh, HBCU up in Delaware, right? And their women's lacrosse team. Let me let me find the articles so I can read it correctly. The women's lacrosse team. This was back in April. Slash this past April. I believe they were in a they were on the road for a game. They were down in Georgia. The team's bus was headed northbound on Interstate 95 in Liberty County, Georgia on April 20th, following games in Georgia and Florida. Liberty County is on the coast of Georgia, nearly 30 not 30 miles from Savannah. According to the Liberty County Sheriff's Office, the bus was stopped after off officials say it had illegally traveled in the left lane. During the traffic stop, several of the players' bags were searched and uh, searched after a narcotic a narcotic sniffing canine dog made uh, what officials call an open air alert. In a video posted to YouTube by team member Sidney Anderson, one deputy is speaking to the students just before the search begins, telling them that the use of marijuana recre uh, rec- uh, wow it's beat my ass rec- <laughs> rec- wow recreationally is illegal in Georgia. It is unclear at the time what took place between the recording began uh, or after the recording stopped. If there is something in there that is questionable, please tell me now. The officer said in the video, because if we find it, guess what? We're not going to be able to help you. Anderson, a sophomore at Delaware State, wrote on an Instagram that she is disappointed but not surprised by the authorities' actions, saying that there was no probable cause for police to search the uh, player's belongings for drugs. 
Our constitutional rights were violated and justice needs to be served, wrote Anderson. Time and time again, racial encounters happen without being formally addressed. It is time to take a stand for racial injustice, and that starts now. At a news conference Tuesday, Liberty County Sheriff uh, William Bowman said deputies had stopped several vehicles the morning of the incident, finding contraband on another on another bus that was stopped. Bowman emphasized that deputies were unaware of the race, gender of those inside the bus when it was pulled over. The deputies in the video were not identified during the news conference. Huh, I wonder why. At the time, or even the weeks following, we were not aware that the stop was received as a racial profiling. Bowman said, although I do not believe any racial. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not buying this shit. Excuse me. I'm not buying it, bro. I'm not buying it. No. No. So now they are requesting federal investigation to look into exactly what happened, how this happened, and why it happened in the way that it happened. Um, DSU administrators have officially filed a civil rights and Title IX discrimination complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice. The request signed by the president and vice president of the HBCU asked for an investigation into the Liberty County Sheriff's Department and the six officers, all whom were white, who went through the students' belongings without any reasonable suspicion of a crime whatsoever. DSU President Tony Allen did not reveal the university uh, also planned to take legal action until the following day in an interview. Um, <laughs> this is the video right here. Hold on. You can't be in that left lane at all, okay? Hold on, I, I haven't seen this video. This is body cam for Cocaine, They couldn't even justify it. You pull the bus over for being in a, I guess, not supposed to be driving in the left lane. You pull them over. Man gets off the bus wearing a DSU polo shirt. Black man. You give him the run around about why you pulled him over, blah, blah, blah. Cool. 
you get on the bus and you look and you see a team full of black girls. And you say, yeah, let's search the bus. Hmm. That's interesting, right? Very interesting. I mean, it was a thorough search, too. I mean, the video was about 20 minutes. Hmm. Very interesting, right? You know, there's so much going on in this country right now that something like this should feel minuscule. It it shouldn't feel big. It shouldn't feel, you know, like something I should have to talk about. But let's just play devil's advocate here let's be hypothetical let's have a hypothetical conversation <clears throat> if this officer pulled this bus over and a white man got off the bus officer steps on the bus sees a team full of white girls on the bus do you think that bus would have been searched i'm asking a genuine question do you think the bus gets searched Because I don't. I don't. I don't believe it does. Profiling is a real thing. Racism is a real thing. And I nothing here that I've read, watched, or heard has convinced me that this is anything but that. This was April 20th. This past weekend, last week, this past weekend, we had somebody drive up to a predominantly black neighborhood, I believe, at a, not a shopping center where mostly there are black people shopping, and laid waste to it as if he was playing a Call of Duty video game. As I didn't see the video. I won't watch the video. It's too much for me, but that's, that's, what, that's what happened. And you, you can turn on Fox News and they'll be trying to debate you and, and trying to make it seem like, oh, no, this can't be a hate crime. Somebody who had a manifesto and blatantly told you why he went up there to do what he did. But you can't see if it's you can't comprehend if it's a hate crime or not. Then we have this situation, two completely different things, but similar in the uh, aspect, the respect that race is involved. I don't understand how or why these things happen. I try not to look for reason in all of this madness that's going on in the world today. But I just think in 2022, these things shouldn't be happening. You pull this bus over 
open the side of the bus. You're going through all of these young women's things, personal items, checking for stuff that's obviously not there. But just because you can. Six officers were called to the scene for this. Six. For a group of college athletes coming back from games. There's so much real crime and real things going on in the world, but no, I'm, 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 we're going to waste our resources searching a coach bus full of college kids in uniform. Yeah, that's what we're going to do today. Let's see if we can find something here. Let's question them on the bus. Let's tell them and treat them as if they are criminals. Do you know that if marijuana or heroin or anything is found, y'all in trouble, blah, blah, blah? You think, you think they don't know that? With, without any type of probable cause, they had no right to search the bus, but they did it anyway. Why? Maybe it was too dark on the bus. Maybe there were too many dark faces on the bus. Oh, no, this can't be right. Group of black women, black men driving a bus. Oh no, nobody is. Somebody has to be dirty on here. That was the assumption that was made. It's nasty. It's sad to talk about, and it should be talked about more. You should you should be able to feel safe in this country, bro. I'm not even speaking just to black people, but anybody. I said it on the last pod. But I didn't go deep into it. But. Now. Uh, uh, traveling with your team. That's even compromised. And this isn't by random people. Oh this is by police officers. People who are supposed to uphold the law. The same law. That they didn't even. <laughs> abide by. Oh, you, there's no way you you guys are able to search that bus. No type of probable cause, no warrant, nothing. Nothing. Come on, man. What are we doing here? What exactly are we doing here? It's frustrating. And um. I don't know, man. I I just I just it was just something I had to talk about. Because I saw it on the shade room, I was like, "Man, what the hell? It's outrageous, man! It, it's it's enraging. It, it it makes me feel bad. Like, bro, all you doing? You're in college. You're doing the right thing. You're on the team. You're doing. You're you're clearly doing well academically if you're able to be on the team. And all you're doing is going, traveling from game to game." Just finished, wrapped up a game. You on a bus, having a good time, whatever you're doing, and you get pulled over by the police. And not only do they pull you over, no, 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 no. We're going to pop the side of this bus open. We're going to go through all your stuff, and we're going to question you guys as if you're criminals. You can't feel a sense of security on your team bus. Can't feel a sense of security at church. And you can't feel a sense of security... At the grocery store anymore? 
This country is a mess. An absolute mess. And it's very upsetting to talk about, man. Very upsetting to talk about. (sighs) And, you know, usually when I get, you know, into heavy stuff like this on a pod... I would wrap the episode up right here. Man, look, man, we, we, we got other stuff to get through. I, I want to give y'all a full show today. I see we about to hit 40 minutes right now. But I'm going to keep going, man. I'm going to keep going. All, all I can say is that I don't even know what to say, bro. It, 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 it's just so disheartening that the news is what it is today you know the, the things we see daily is it's, it's very it's very sad it's very sad mm. moving on man moving on earlier this week monday night raw was supposed to go on well it it, it, it did go on but not the way that it was supposed to go so here's what happened Sasha Banks and Naomi, they are currently, well, I don't know if they still are, but they're currently the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They won the titles back at WrestleMania, this past WrestleMania. For even more context to the situation I'm about to tell you about, that was Sasha Banks' first win at WrestleMania. It wasn't in a singles match. It wasn't even in the main event. She's already main event at WrestleMania. She's been in the spotlight women's match at WrestleMania before. But no, 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 no. This time it was in a tag team match where she won the tag team champions. That was her first WrestleMania win. Keep that in mind. Sasha Banks, the star that she is, finally got her first WrestleMania win in a tag team match. Keep that in mind. So Monday night, Sasha Banks, Sasha and Naomi, they walked out of Raw. On Monday, they walked out. Before the show went on the air, they left for creative differences. Now, there have been many, many different reasons and uh, explanations for why this all went on. But here, I'll, I'll tell you the gist of what I know and what we all know, right? So the two feel they have been champions since WrestleMania, and they feel that they haven't been treated like champions, which is kind of true. It's not kind of true. It's very true. The two weren't even going to be on the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view as champions defending the titles. What is the purpose of having women's tag team champions if you can't have a real women's tag team division? You break up Nikki A.S.H. and uh, Ray Ripley. You break up Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan. You get rid of the Iconics. There is no women's tag team division. Quite frankly, Sasha Banks and Naomi aren't even a real tag team. Yes, they were in the stable uh team bad but those two together they're not tag team they didn't come in as a tag team so to make them a tag team and to not treat them as a tag team by giving them more tag team matches and having them defend their titles more what the hell are we doing then you look at what's going on in the men's tag team division with rk bro and the usos they're about to unify the titles you know why they're about to unify the titles because there's not enough People on the roster to keep the tag team division alive with two different titles and two different rosters. So with all that going on, Sasha and Naomi walked out of Monday Night Raw for creative differences. So 
What was supposed to be the main event of Raw was a women's six-pack challenge. The winner of the match would go on to Hell in a Cell, the next pay-per-view, to be the number one contender for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship. So, the word is that Naomi was supposed to go over, and not only was she going to go over, she was going to pin her tag team champion partner, Sasha Banks, to become the number one contender at Hell in a Cell. In what world does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, we have two tag team champions. Let's put them in the same match. And let's have one go over on the other to go face the World Women's Champion. How does that make sense? No, we're not going to keep you together and have you defend your tag titles. No, we're going to put you in a position where you're split up. What the hell? So they didn't like that. So what did they do? After apparently, oh, and oh, whoa, 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 we got to read. After I tell you what they did, we got to um, talk about the WWE statement. The two took their tag titles to uh, John Laurinaitis. They took their belts, dropped them, took their suitcases, and they left. So they had to change the main event. The main event ended up being Becky Lynch versus uh, Oscar in the main event. So, Corey Graves. And if you don't know about WWE or wrestling Twitter, you know that the majority of black wrestling Twitter is not a fan of Corey Graves. You watch WrestleMania, you see that Corey Graves says, what the hell is this? Basically, when Bianca Belair came out with the HBCU band. And Corey Graves has always been a Sasha Banks hater. Always seems like he's hating on black women. Corey Graves was fed a line that had to have come directly from Vince McMahon and basically addressed the situation live, situation live on air by saying the two women unprofessionally left the arena. So they're trying to not only bring the situation to the forefront, but yeah, let's throw, let's bury him on live television. This is obviously, to me, a situation that's been building. Not with Naomi. I don't think so this is more so on Sasha like I said this was her first Wrestlemania win there are more that was her first uh, Wrestlemania win but there are so many moving pieces here apparently Sasha felt like the WWE didn't fully get behind her in promoting her role in the Disney Plus series uh, The Mandalorian if you don't know Sasha Banks was in that and it was a big thing um Sasha, man, Sasha Banks, Mercedes, her real name, Mercedes, Snoop Dogg and Randy and Brady, um, Randy, Ray J and Brady's cousin. Um, she just did an episode of uh, Cold Ones, not Cold Ones, uh, the Cold Tub show with Kevin Hart. Sasha Banks is a star. She is a star that is marketable without the WWE. If Sasha Banks left the WWE right now, do you know how many directors or people want to jump and try to get her for whatever projects they have or try to make something for her, what the deals could be endless for her. Sasha Banks, to me, is bigger than pro wrestling. I don't think she needs the WWE anymore. I think that pro wrestling is something that obviously she loves and is passionate about, but from the business aspect of it, Bro, you can get out now. You can get out now because clearly they do not value you as the star that you are. They do not. They don't. They don't. They don't respect your work in the ring. And to me, between Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, 
Um, you could throw Becky in there and Charlotte, obviously. I think they're the four best uh, wrestlers in women. I mean, excuse me, women in wrestling right now. I, to treat one of your stars like this is crazy to me. Do you think Charlotte Flair would be in a tag to have a tag team championship with Liv Morgan? Do you think Charlotte Flair would be winless at WrestleMania? Seriously, do you think this? Do you think Becky Lynch? Come on, man. Come on, we got to be real here. Um, I think walking out drew a line in the sand, and this can only end two ways. One, she walks, completely walks, never comes back. Maybe years later, but I think either she walks, and I'm not saying she walks and goes to AEW because they don't know how to treat women at AEW either. So don't think she's going there. I think she walks right into Hollywood, but her exit will be a little more premature and a little more uh, nastier than we thought. I remember when I was working at um, PSE and I wrote that article that their biggest. I gotta talk my I gotta talk my SHIT real quick. When I was at PSC, if y'all don't know Pro Sports Extra, uh, the, the the fake the fake um, what's it called the fake um, barstool. I was at the when I was at Barstool from Wish, when I was at um, Great Value Barstool, I did an article about Sasha Banks and I said is she the next you know big star or, you know basically something like that. It got like over five hundred retweets, a bunch of quotes, a bunch of likes. And before, nor after me, did they ever get an article to gain that much traction on social media without it being clickbait or having to send the same article in different replies of bigger outlets. That's who I am. I am him. I am that guy. If you did not know, check the goddamn stats. But I wrote an article about Sasha Banks uh, last year, last summer. And here we are today. A year, almost a year later, and we're talking about this, and it's crazy to me that somebody who is such a big draw outside of wrestling, inside of wrestling, has to get treated like this and results in her walking out? That's bad. But Vince is, oh, Vince has lost his curveball years ago. So this does not surprise me. So either she walks or they give her everything in the world. They make this right, but I don't see that happening. So I think we may be seeing the end of Sasha Banks in WWE, quite frankly. Quite frankly, that's 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 what I think, man. That's what I think. Um let's see. I'm spent, man. I'm 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 spent. I am. I'm not gonna lie to you. I that this episode took a little bit out of me. Woo! Um Yeah, go heat. Miami tonight, game two in Miami. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys, man. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tune in. Um, make sure you just retweet, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go check my YouTube channel out. Um, thank you guys for the continued support. And for the 183rd time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.